My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Hi guys, hello. My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Feeling okay? Feeling not so okay? Well, regardless of how we're feeling, we'll do our usual deep breath. So we'll do an in count of four. Then we'll hold. And then we'll exhale four. So we'll do our four in now. And then we'll exhale. Slay. Well, yeah. So we're recording. It's November. I'm feeling actually a little tired today. Um, Thanksgiving's this week. So busy. And it's weird. It's my first Thanksgiving not being in school really and it's weird it's weird to be working and then all the kids didn't have school so they're coming into the library and i'm like i wish i was you so it's been it's been a day already but of course i'm always happy to be here and i have a returning guest on the show with me here today a lovely wonderful returning guest they're a virgo and insta batty a college graduate working full-time and they're happy to be here welcome to the show mackenzie how are you Thank you. I'm good. I'm tired. There's like not enough caffeine this week that can like actually get me up and moving. But otherwise, can't complain. We're here, you know, I'm living. <laughs> you know, you're you're so real for that. Um, the caffeine just doesn't do it sometimes, and it's so treacherous. It's ridiculous for how much I spend on this stupid coffee. <laughs> expecting way more than I'm getting. And maybe yeah. like I need to like double shot it this week. That might be the vibe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what's your What's your Starbucks order? Ooh, great question. Um, I do a venti pumpkin spice latte with blonde espresso. Oh, so makes it a little bit sweeter and not as like burnt tasting. Delicious. Mm. My yeah. friend Liz, shout out Liz for this. She like changed my life when she got me. She bought me a coffee one day, had it with mm-hmm. blonde espresso, and I was like, "This is the only way to do it." Um, Sly. But I think throw in an extra shot in there, you know, like I might need to might need to double shot it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. When I go to any sort of Starbucks, I always do like an extra shot. Um, It's funny, though. I was uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. Uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> um, And like when I go to like a regular like, you know, coffee shop in the city, like like, you know, like more of a like, you know, fun, little relaxed vibe. Like they got the little pastries like it's a nice place like that. Like <laughs> yeah. fucking espresso will leave me like vibrating. Like I'm like, oh, two shots was enough. Like I'm so fine um which is so funny so like starbucks i feel like espresso doesn't really affect me but when i go somewhere else it's like oh god you know i I can't do it it's like starbucks doesn't feel like enough at this point which i can't tell if that's like scary i feel like that's all that's (laughs) scary you know like i i should probably work on my caffeine addiction but god i like slept first i slept so heavy last night too like i'm hibernation mode i should not be so tired but whatever i had i had i slept but i had like the weirdest dreams last night it's like that time of the year where i'm like what's going on like like, so weird like what yeah it was like a haunted house but each room had like a different number and there was just different stuff in each room it was very odd but anyways so so that's how we're doing today um but uh, i know but yeah mackenzie you've been in the show in like almost two years so like what's new what's been going on goodness i 
graduated college, which was insane. Fucking Fucking slay. About damn time. I hated school. So I was like ready to go. And I was like, oh God. Thank God. Um, got a full-time job, which is cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Full-time job. Um, so corporate girly over here. Um, it's so funny. I'll have to it, I like brought like slay and purr into my like team and it's beautiful. <laughs> like I I was the Gen Z recruit and now every time like I do something, it's always like slay Mac. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly like <laughs> What I like 30 year old saying slay is like, that is my greatest accomplishment at my job. Um, I love that for you. Anecdote, but felt so important to mention. Um, what else did I do? <laughs> um, moved into an apartment, been busy. I think we, t- oh, I got a cat. That's cool. Yeah, oh my that. gosh. You have, yeah. I've been seeing your cat on your stories. What's your cat's name? His name is Chai. He's like a year, oh. year and a half old. Oh, uh, do you say Chai? Yeah, like a chai tea latte. Oh, my little that's, latte so, boy. that's so cute. I just got yeah, my period really. today, too. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, that makes me also want to cry. That's so sweet. Oh, his, like, his origin story and his naming story is so funny, too. Like, I wasn't obsessed with the name chai because I don't mm. drink chai tea. Oh, um, tea. I don't drink, yeah, tea. I don't drink it. <laughs> um, so my one of my best friends was like, oh, she called him a little latte boy. And it changed, like it altered the course of my life. I was like, I cannot legally change this cat's name because it's latte boy. And now he has every other nickname on planet Earth. And I think I've only oh. called him latte boy like three times, but it, it just fits him for some reason. Like he looks like his name should be Chai. I don't know. Um, yeah, he keeps me busy. What else have I done? I feel like I've just, I, I hate to be like so boring. I don't know. I think, yeah, graduate no, college, it's, got a job. That's so real. I mean, we were just talking before we recorded about how we're both working full time and how it's been like a hard adjustment or just a different adjustment, I guess, too. Like, it's just, it's so weird too. like being like, oh my God, I'm here for eight hours for like five days of the week all the time all the time that's just weird to think of how much time and then too you don't sometimes you don't even like your coworkers, um or you do like them but then i'm just like i'm just talking to you here having small talk because we both work here and we're yeah. stuck here for eight hours that's just crazy to think about i got lucky with like my group because i yeah. love the team that i'm on um But it helps, especially because, like, given what I do for a living, it's, like, objectively, like, it's a roller coaster permanently. Like, things can change so quickly. Um, So it's nice that I'm around people that, like, not only understand that, but also don't take Mm -hmm. themselves too seriously. Because I will get off the phone and I'm like, all right, I need to, like, fuck around, man. Like, I that was an awful phone call. Like, I need to, like, (laughs) shoot the shit. I need to, like get angry or go for a walk or whatever. Um, and everyone's down for it. But I think that's like finding people that you like working with is so important, especially with how much time yeah. you spend in that office space or wherever you're working. It's like you need, it's not like a want, it's a need. Like you have oh, yeah. people you work with. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's what's interesting too, is like when you interview for a job, you get to meet your boss, you get to see like where you're working, but you don't really get to interact that often with your coworkers who you'll be spending most of your time with. And I feel like that is, like you said, it's so important. Like coworkers can make or break a work environment. Like, um, it's, 
It's so interesting. There are all the different Starbucks stores I've worked at, you know, and how like the staff there like made or break my time. It's just, I feel like we don't talk about that enough in terms of like the hiring process, you know? You're talking to the perfect person, huh? (laughs) It's so funny. I actually, in a lot of the interviews that I have, like my candidates go through, it's like part of the sell for them is like, I make sure like they need to be mm-hmm. meeting with not just their manager, right? The connection with your manager is important, but like connections with the team. And I think mm-hmm. that's like, if I had, I, I gave this piece of advice to one of my friends who just graduated. I was like, mm-hmm. ask them to meet the team. Like if you can't mm-hmm. meet virtually, ideally go on site, like see the office, not only like meet the team, but like see the space you're going to be in. Cause yeah. if you don't like the space, like you're going to walk in or if you just do it entirely virtually, and let's say you're in like a hybrid scenario and you walk in and you hate the office. It's like, well, like, I, I think that and yeah. I, I, I push for it a lot. I'm like, they need to meet the team. Like, let's get them on site, even for like half an hour. Like, just do a tour. Yeah. Like, just let people see this. Like, that's part of the cell. Um, yeah. And so I've told like all of my friends, I'm like, you get on site, meet your team, say hello to everyone. Like, that's big. And like, mm. bigger than just like, you're connected to the manager that you're potentially open or like working yeah. under. Um, yeah, I think God, I, I push for it all the time. I'm like, if there yeah. is like, if there's an interview process, like we're not just doing like HR hiring manager, it's like, no, they need to be meeting with the team too. And that's part of the cell too. You get to like ask them, yeah. like, what do you like working about here? Like, what do you like here? What do you not like? Like what keeps you up at night? It's like the best case scenario. So, yeah. That's a good, that's a good note to think about. And for all you listening, if you guys are looking for a job, try to meet your team, you know, cause you're gonna be working with them a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but don't be scared to ask either side note, yeah. but like ask like whoever you're working with, whether it be recruiter or HR or the hiring manager say, Hey, um, God, what's the talk track that I use and the most professional talk track ever. Um, <laughs> I, it would help me to make a better informed decision if I was able to meet the team members when or how can we make that happen and just like be direct about it and then move on. And Ooh, then, yeah, that's good. Cause I'm, I'm off the record. I want to leave my job and work at Chicago public library in the summer. Like, and just, so I'm going to use that one. That's Stealing. a good one. Yeah. A good, it works. And like, what's the worst that, what they tell you? No, it's like, okay. Right. Well, and it's like, and oh, okay. You, move on yeah and like you get to decide then what you want to do with it it's so slay it's so good i like god be so ah beautiful i love recruiting (laughs) slay well i'm glad to hear you know you got some new things going on and you know you got your cat try and all those other things love to hear it um so speaking of like the last time you came on the show we discussed a lot about your journey with um asexuality and you also talked about how it is a constantly evolving journey so i was wondering like um like how have you you know maybe changed or maybe discovered new things on this journey since we last recorded Beautiful question. Um, I think, God, there was so much has changed within that time frame. I think, A, the label became less important. So Slay. that's huge. Like, I I don't need the label. Um, but then I think I've also, weirdly, and it, it totally normal, I think I've drifted away from it, right? Like, I think yeah. it used to, like, I, I really struggled with the fact that I was, like, so connected to it. And it was, like, so big mm. for me. And I, like, love and appreciate that time. But I think now as I've gotten older, 
the label has become less important, but then I also think I, I identify it with less. Like, I think mm. like I, it doesn't need, like, I don't have to have the label anymore of like, yeah. cause I think in college I was labeled like the asexual versus oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. I think now it like, I I feel like I have so much more like autonomy, I guess, like in, in power and, and what I choose to do. And um, I would say it's less applicable now. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I still think it's there, but I also, the, the label there doesn't have to be there, which is the best part. Like, I, I think that was the mm-hmm. biggest struggle for me is like being labeled that and then you got to run with it. And especially yeah. with how rough that situation was for me for so long, like, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I don't need the label anymore and that I feel good without it. So mm-hmm. it's definitely changed and, and evolved over the past two years, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's really good, too, um, because I think we do get so hyper fixated on labels so much of the time. I had my um, friend Gustavo on the show and uh, he was talking about how like he just doesn't need a label like he does identify as genderqueer but for him like the label like you said just isn't important and at the end of the day like they they're just like a soul you know what i mean so i just think that's really cool that you've just kind of maybe discovered that about yourself and you feel comfortable like without like needing it you know yeah it feels like god it feels so good to not need it I think I needed mm. it. And I almost, I, for lack of a better word, like I think I used it as like a hutch to like lean on mm. for a while instead of addressing like a lot of the whys, right? Like, mm. okay, why do I feel this way? Why is it like, I, I really did like a really huge deep dive into like myself and my identity and where I felt mm. like I belonged. And I was like, why, like it, it turned into this bigger question of like, why do I need this? Like, what is this? Mm. Like, and I, I am not passionate. Like I love labels. If you need them, have them. They're beautiful. They make people, they help people sleep at night, like keep them. Um, but I was so happy and like, so proud of myself when I got to the point of like not needing it, um, Mm. and not having it be, cause I think for a long time, like that's the first thing you saw when you saw me Mm. and it was a really hard thing for me to break out of. Yeah. No, I, I get that completely. I, Wow. It's, it's funny you say that. I was thinking about this recently because I saw like an acquaintance friend who I haven't seen in a long time and we were going to visit my other friend in Wisconsin. And the first thing they asked me when I got in the car was like what my sexuality was. And I hate it. it I hate it. Mm-hmm. It like, drives me insane. God, yeah. It, me so mad I'm like that is the first thing people see and it's like mm-hmm. there's like a pride behind it but it almost like it feels I guess for lack of a better word like really I don't want to say insulting it's almost like mm. you're not seeing this full picture it's like you're immediately because of that I am now in a box to you and that's yeah. it and there it is so hard to break out of that box with people um like for a long time like dating was hell on earth because I was just known as the asexual and it was like way like awful and it was so hard and then I had to like explain it and start from like point a and go to point b and then finish at like point e or f to like get them to explain like why things were the way that they were um and it was tough and I like I think that was the biggest piece is that I was just like sick of explaining myself I was like, I don't want to have to tell you this anymore. I don't want to like, yeah. like there are things, there are bigger things about 
Mackenzie that are way more important for you to be seeing like front end. And it bothers mm. me that people still do because I hear it a lot too. Just yeah. from like friends and colleagues. It's like, or like I, God, I, not in my workplace, but I've heard it in the workplace where it's like, you're, you get labeled as like the resident gay and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, like it, it, but they're bigger than that. And it's like, that yeah. is such a minor piece, but we make it so big and it drives me actually crazy. Like I, uh, it makes me so aggressively angry. It's actually insane, yeah. but yeah, it's hard. I, it's hard too, because especially for you and your case too, I feel like, um, there aren't as many, maybe like open asexual people who that people maybe like can recognize and see. And I think you were so vocal about it. So I feel like that's why everybody like maybe flock to you, but that like, and that's how it was for me. Like I was very open about being lesbian. And then it's like, I got flocked with all this shit too. And it's like, and at the time I was like, oh yeah, I'm so down being open and like talking to people about it. But then it's like, like you said, it's the only thing people can see. And then two, it's so exhausting having people constantly ask you questions about your sexuality, their sexuality. It's just like, it's like you said, it's the only thing that like they really like just see you as. So I'm sorry that like, you know, you went through that. Like that's, that just sucks you know you don't deserve that especially when you're figuring out your own stuff too so oh my god yeah and sorry it happened to you too and it seems like it happens to a lot of people and it's Mm -hmm. I think that's where again I I think people forget that things change and that also like multiple things can be true at once Mm -hmm. and I say this all the time to people like it's I've been leaning on it so much recently because it's like yes, while that person, this person is ace, they could also be still like figuring it out or there's a bigger picture that we're not seeing. And it's like, you can say, like, I think we put so much pressure on people to just like have these answers. And there were a Mm -hmm. lot of things that with my asexuality at the time, when I came out when I was 19, right? Like I'm 24 now. And it's insane. Like people have struggled to understand that that has changed. And I'm like, well, it's been five years, right? Like I, and I leaned on that for like mm-hmm. the majority like when god when did i think i was like 23 when i was really like okay mm. like, i don't i don't need this anymore right like things mm-hmm. change and people change and like especially in this like early your early 20s like that's how things are supposed to be you're supposed yeah. to be like figuring it out and better yet fumbling through it and not knowing what you're doing and it's like yeah people get so tunnel vision on that that I also think that they don't intro like they don't bring it back in and they're like, okay, maybe I'm also fumbling through things. Or maybe like I'm still trying to figure this thing out too. People forget that like that is the time to do it. Like you're mm-hmm. supposed to fumble through your twenties. Your twenties yeah. are awful. Like it <gasps> sucks. The worst. The worst. Like the worst time. You're expected to be an adult. You're expected to know all these things, but you're still mm-hmm. like weirdly figuring yourself out. Cause clearly college wasn't enough, right? Because yeah. of course. You're not getting any exposure. And then you graduate, you get thrown into whatever this is and you have to figure it out and you have to like fumble through it. And I remember telling, mm-hmm. God, I, I had a, a conversation with someone at work about this. And I was like, I'm yeah. fumbling through it. And she was like, girl, I'm like in my early thirties and I'm still figuring it out and I'm still fumbling through it. Like, she was like, I hate to tell you yeah. this. You're never going to figure it out. And so it's like, I just wish people understood that a little bit more especially around mm-hmm. the conversations around like sexuality and gender and like yeah. like it, it, you're gonna like people are gonna figure it out and people are gonna say something 
you know, when they're 19 or 20 and they're going to change their mind or things change and that's okay. Yeah. Like they're supposed to change and they're supposed to evolve. Yeah. Like, I don't, it drives me insane though. I, I don't get labeled as the reigning asexual anymore, which is nice, but. Well, that's like, good. It's, it still lingers every once in a while. Some people are like, eh, is that still a thing? Like, all right. <laughs> still have to like still have to like, oh. somehow explain this and it's God, yeah ending. but no I, I get that I feel like too like when we were posting about all that stuff too it was like like COVID and that's when people were the most online I just think that's so interesting because I feel like that was when I was most also too I feel like I was sharing so much of myself on social media that I did not need to be sharing because of the pandemic. I think I forgot like that people perceive me like outside of the online space. So I was just sharing all the stuff that, like I said, I did not need to be sharing. And I think now being, obviously we're still going through a pandemic, but being like in society again, I think I'm more conscious of like what I'm sharing online and like how I'm representing like my identity. Like, cause I just feel like I used to be, I used to be very like, I don't know. I feel like I was portraying myself and lesbianism in a way accidentally that I don't, that doesn't make me like feel good. Like, I feel like I used to be like, oh, I'm hooking up with all these girls and I'm doing all these things. And like, and that's what was happening. But I feel like I was like over-sexualizing myself on like other people's podcasts and stuff. And like, that's just not like, who I am anymore. And I yeah. think like that was just the, the time of the moment. But like, like you said, people change. Like I changed. Like when my show came out, oh my God, was I 20? I was 23. Yeah, I was like 23 and now I'm 25. And like you just said, you were like 20, right? Yeah. You said, or when? I was when... 19 when I came out as oh ace. 19. Like, like yeah. It's like so much changes within God, mm-hmm. even day to day, like things, God, things change like so quickly. And I think people fail to understand that. But I also feel like it puts you like, you, especially on the Internet, like I was like very mm-hmm. gung ho. I was sharing everything I could. And I don't regret that because of God given everything, like a lot of conversations were started around asexuality. Yeah. And it, I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit here, like lots of conversations were started because I was posting that stuff and it was like, like that got it. People were talking about it, which was the most important thing. Um, but God, I remember when like, God, it was like 22 and I hooked up with someone and people were like, (gasps) that was like, I know, insane, crazy. Like, and they were giving you like shit for it and making it, I'm sure like way bigger deal than it needed to be way bigger than it needed to be. And everyone was like, Oh my God. And I was like, crazy, yeah. but like, it's not a hundred percent or 0%. It's not like, yes, you're 100% in or zero or yeah. like you're 0%. And I guess I, I catch myself doing the same thing where it's like either a hundred percent or like nothing. Mm. Um, but I think that that happened with that scenario and everyone was like, what? It's like crazy. I know what insane. Like, and so it's just like, I, God, I I've struggled a lot with like that box and I feel better being out of it, but like, good. it's just like insane. It, it, the way that people do that and it happens to like, it happens so much. And it just, I, I will never understand it. 
but oh yeah i mean even too like i feel similarly about certain stuff with lesbianism like i'll be like oh that guy's cute and in my head i'm like does everybody not think i'm a lesbian anymore because i like said that like and i had a girl at work one time oh god this was like a year ago i was um working at Starbucks and this girl the day before had been asking me all these questions about lesbianism and like, you know, you start down that path and I was thinking like, oh yeah, this is fine. This is fine. And she just kept asking all these questions that I was not comfortable answering anymore. And it was getting to a weird spot. So that had happened. And then like a week later, um, she was working at the cash register. This was at Starbucks. And this guy had come through her line and I was right next to her and she was like, oh my God, he was so cute. And I was like, oh yeah, he was. And she, literally she turns around and like yells, I thought you were gay. Like in front of everybody. And I was like, I was like, just because I'm a lesbian doesn't mean like I can't like acknowledge that somebody else is attractive or cute. Like what the fuck? Oh my god, people get like so <laughs> pigeonholed in yes. concepts. It's like mm-hmm. they cannot break out of it. And that's where again, like I I put I and I acknowledge like I accepted that label and I made it my own, which was great. Yeah. But like being out of the label now, I'm like, thank thank God that doesn't happen. And it's like I oh I wouldn't I wouldn't even know what to say to someone if they were like they just scream that out. Or like yeah. if, it's like, what do you, how are you supposed to react? And better yet, how are you supposed to react in a way that people will respect you for? Because like, if you get pissed, then what's going to happen, right? It's yeah. like the uncomfortable questions. Like I remember telling someone like, hey, like they went deep into like, try to go into like my sex life. And I was like, oh, I, don't wanna, I, don't, I was like, I don't want to answer these questions to you. Like I a simply because I don't know you, but I don't yeah. know you that. like, I don't know you. It was like, in this party setting too, like we were all sat in the living room. Like it was the worst. Oh no. To sit here and start grilling me on my sex life. But he like opens it up. And I was <sighs> like, I don't feel comfortable answering this. And he got mad at me because oh I God. didn't feel comfortable. And I was like, what? And then he also like went back on the fact that he was like, I'm gay. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, it definitely does. Like you're making me uncomfortable. Like this is weird. And so it's just like. It was the most baffling scenario that, like, I think sparked the, like, how am I going to handle this and how am I going to walk through this in a way that, like, yeah. makes the most sense? But, like, he got mad at me because of the way I reacted. And I was like, all I did was tell you that I didn't feel comfortable answering this. And so it's like you can't react in a way that's, like, too emotional or too aggressive or, God forbid, mm-hmm. you get angry because someone asks you something that's out of pocket about something that you have no, like, obligation to disclose right like yeah i i never understood that i will never get it i will never I, I feel like that's such a clear boundary yeah that it's like i i don't understand why people so frequently cross it it's clearly i feel passionately about this but it bothers as you should like, as like you should such a clear like black and white fucking line like there is very like there's yeah. so little gray area there that it's like why why are you asking or why are you saying these things that are objectively wrong? Like if you, yeah. anyone, like you would put, write them down on paper and they're objectively wrong. Oh yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't, oh, makes me oh, so yeah. mad. <laughs> I think it's interesting too, especially with like queer people, with like straight people are asking queer people questions. Like I feel like they forget that like, 
were not dictionaries and that they need to be respectful and courteous with their questions. Like, it's just fucking bizarre, like bizarre, like how, like, I feel like that's the same too for other marginalized identities. I'm sure like, I'm sure like, like people of color have had like white people ask them like out of pocket fucking questions. Like I'm sure because like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like what we've been talking about. I feel like, like you become like this, like, pillar of like oh i'm ace or i'm lesbian and then it's like they just like forget how to be normal fucking human beings and then they just like ask you all these questions that are offensive and like honestly like like you said crossing a boundary and it's like they expect you to be like a human i remember saying this when i was like very out and open about being ace that i was like the human encyclopedia like the the expectation is that i knew every single sub-identity under asexuality that sucks because i I you to do that oh my god i remember having to walk someone through it like she expected me to have her like to really help her figure this out and i like said i was like this i'm not doing that like i'm so sorry that is all you babe that is a personal journey (laughs) that i will not be partaking in have your fun i did my job and like, again, open to education. And I think we talked about this on the last yeah. time that I was on too, like open to education, but open to education with boundaries. Like I am not a book. I am not Google. Mm-hmm. Like you have to not only be respectful of me, but you also have to be respectful of just the the identity that you're exploring as a whole. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's baffling to me that people don't understand that. I'm also like, like Google is a thing. Crazy. God forbid Twitter. Yeah. God, if you don't want to use Google, go on fucking Twitter. Or like, TikTok. Like, there's TikTok. so many different avenues now. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. I'm like, I, I, stop yeah. asking me. And it's maybe I've just gotten older, but I'm like, don't, don't talk to me. Like, I don't want to, no, I don't, I don't care. I Google. Yeah. Like, I, no, I that's how I feel. It. I feel like it's, like you said, it's a getting older thing. I think just too, I don't know. I think it is maybe just getting older. I feel like I just like, I love talking to people, obviously love getting to know people, but I just feel like more protective maybe of like my, who I am and like, just like my inner peace. Like, I don't know. I would, I used to have these out of pocket, like you said, these out of pocket conversations and for what, you know what I mean? To answer some bozos question, um, like who probably like, maybe did they learn something? Maybe, but like, I don't know. That's, Oh my God. I forget someone. I forget who said this to me. Cause I wish I could credit this. Mm-hmm. Like I could credit them for telling me this. Cause I, again, changed like, well, it was two things. A, my sister told me that honesty without tact is cruelty, which completely changed how I yeah. communicated as an adult. Like it is your job. Like anything that you say, you are responsible for not only how you say it, but how it's delivered. And so yes. she was like, you're going to be honest. You have to be tactful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not, then you're a dick. Um, but then also like, I, holy shit. Like it was, I I forget like exactly what they said, but they essentially said like the majority of the people like, don't give a fuck about you. Like, it's just like, is what it is. People are like, as adults, you do your thing. They get what you need out of you. And that's fine. Maybe Mm -hmm. a terrible way to look at people, but it's just like in general with communication, I think I'm way less likely now than I was when I was in college to put energy into conversations. And I'm like, they are asking me questions. They are showing me that they're engaged. But like, I'm way less likely now to put energy into conversations where it's like, you're not showing that you're interested in this conversation mm-hmm. at all. Your body language is terrible. Uh, you're not asking me any questions. You're not showing yeah. me that you're listening or that you care about what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm way more likely now to walk away from a conversation like that than I was when I was maybe 18 or, or 19. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think you just like value your time more as an adult. Yeah. This is like a oh, full-time totally. job too. I'm like, girl, I got three hours of my day. Like I, three hours Literally. myself. Like, Literally insane. Um, speaking of that, uh, it's so funny. I was recording on Davida's, my one of my best friends, on the Quarter Life Happy Hour. We were recording on her show, and she met. We were talking about the Friends TV show, um, and how Rachel and Monica were 24 years old in season one, and which is like wild and bonkers to think about. And I think it's like a good reminder for us. That, like, we don't have, have to have everything figured out when we're so young. And, like, we were talking about fumbling through, you know, your 20s. So, like, do you feel like you're in your season one of Friends era? Or, like, where would you rank oh. yourself in your 20s journey? Ooh, ooh, that is such a good question. I would say, <laughs> fuck, where am I at? I would say, like, season one, maybe, like, mid-season finale. Like, I would go. Ooh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like mid-season finale it's like I think I have I, I think in, so far in my 20s what I've learned a lot is that there are a lot of things that as an adult you have to work on and that are yeah. your responsibility to work on like mm-hmm. right before this I was just in therapy like we were we were unhappy yeah. at all right and it's like mm-hmm. I think I've realized that there are a lot of things that objectively I need to work on to not only be like a better coworker, but a better friend a better partner yeah. for someone like these general like big time concepts I don't have the answers to any of them though and it's like I at least like we're working on getting this like game plan of like okay how can I be better Mm -hmm. and I think that's such a big part of your 20s too is like you have these like floating things and it's like okay I need to work on this I need to work on this I need to work on this that you almost like lose sight of it's like you almost become too self-aware I guess yes yes you become like way too self-aware and it's like to the point where it hurts you and it like debilitates you and you're like fuck okay i have to work on a b c d e f g h i j k like it becomes really overwhelming so i think i'm at that point of just like understanding that there are things that like in my 20s that what as i become like a full blown adult i want to work on so that i'm better um mm-hmm. but i don't have the answers to anything but it's it, yeah. i i think yeah i think like mid season finale like there's like all these things, all these questions yeah. that are left unanswered, and you're like, wait, what? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of the vibe. Um, I love it. I, that's such like an accurate answer, you know, and that's very, very real and authentic. I feel that too. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking back to when I was like 23 and I first got to grad school, and I had all these things that I knew I needed to work on, and it was so exhausting and daunting at the time. And it's funny, like I've worked on a lot of them. And I truly am in a better better mental health headspace, but yeah. there's still so much work that needs to be done. And it is it is tiring to have to, you know, make that effort, but it's worth it. I think it's worth it because like I think and clearly like you said, like you have stuff that you need to work on too. Like I think that shows that we do want to be like happy, healthy people. And I think that's what your twenties is about, is like trying to get to be like at a happy, like healthy mind space because like it's just so hard being you're you were just a teenager like so little time ago and now you're an adult and you're figuring it out and it's hard as fuck like it's terrible being an adult it like bothers me i don't know who the fuck 
said that your first year postgrad is the best year of your life. They fucking who lie. said that? Who said who s- the amount of times? The amount of times that I've heard that the year first year postgrad is supposed to be the best year of your life. <laughs> I said you're fucking lying because I turned 24 <gasps> and I remember being yeah. like, "Hey guys, do you remember when you said that was the best year? Of, that was supposed to be the best year of my life? You fucking lied to me, and all of you were fake." Like I was like out for I w- I was hunting. I was like, "I'm taking all of you down." one by one for telling me that whoever oh said my that, god that's bullshit. that was the that was the worst year of my life like truly i could say with my full fucking chest that 23 was like one of the worst years do you remember thinking like you're being 15 or 16 was the worst year of your life yeah wait until you turn oh. 23 and it's like yeah what wait until you hell? have like real adult problems and then like adult relationships that crumble it's horrible it's horrible um yeah I feel like for me and my friends era I'm this is where I'm at I'm Rachel when she gets her job at that like uh like Taylor or something where you know how she's sort of those hangers and you know Rachel gets to work at Ralph fucking Lauren so we'll get there (laughs) you it always like and it god I hear that so much from people that I work with on the candidate side where it's like yeah. you have this like long-term goal or I'm in this this like spot that I'm okay with but I'm not necessarily happy with right are there things mm-hmm. that could be better that's the best spot to be in arguably in my opinion hot take oh best spot to be in because I think it like it is the one spot that I've heard from folks that like gets them to act where it's mm. like okay I understand that like I'm here and that's great and it forces you to acknowledge like all the work that you did because it's like okay mm. i got here but it's not perfect yet or it's not exactly what i'm looking for and the amount of people that i've worked with that i've like helped kind of walk through that like it is the best you are in the best spot arguably where it's wow. just like acknowledge this acknowledge all the work that you put in to get there but then also acknowledging like okay what do i need to do then to get where i want to be and it's mm. it's like so motivating for people it's like i never like it's always those people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm passively looking. I'm like, okay, well, tell me more. Like, what, what would make mm. you happy? And then they tell me what makes them happy. And then when you, they find what makes them happy, they're like, oh my god, this is game changing. And I'm like, mm. see, that's like, you figure out like really what motivates you. Um, mm. So it's I best arguably the best spot to be in. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you're in a beautiful spot then. If you have a mm. job that you don't mind, but like it could be better beautiful perfect interesting yeah because then you're gonna know when you and better yet you're gonna know when you find perfect like where Mm -hmm. you find that position that like checks or like that career spot where it's like every single box is fucking checked and it's like people get excited then and you can tell when people like they're like oh my god okay this is something i really really want and i'm like okay Mm. beautiful we did it then so it's like you know Needed to hear this. This is, and it's funny too. I had this conversation with somebody else because they're not happy with their job, and I said all the same things. And so I'm so glad <laughs> that you, because like when you were like, now you know like what you're looking for, and I was like, I literally said that to my friend. So I so appreciate you, you know, saying that to everybody and to me specifically because that's so true. And I feel like there's a lot of people in their 20s right now who might not be at like a job that they're super happy about or, you know, figuring it out still. And like you said, that means that that's motivation for you to like continue to find something that you really, really love or, you know, maybe a different place that you really like or a different team. So that's really cool to like, you know, just 
have you share that. I appreciate that. As someone in that spot and being Rachel, I'm Rachel in the closet with the hangers right now. You know what I mean? I'm going to get to Ralph Lauren. I'm going to get there. You're going to so. get there. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen a ton of friends, so I don't oh, know if okay. they have a mid-season finale, but I'm going to hope so. <laughs> I'm going to hope. When you were saying that, I was like, is there a mid-season finale? But I love oh, it. I like, so I real. I just made one up, apparently. Slay. That's Slay. <laughs> That's what like I, the type of shit you're on, and I love it. Yeah, like, know? let me just make it up as I go. I don't know. <laughs> Wing it. Amazing. Well, speaking of being happy to be places, Mackenzie, why are you happy to be here? Ooh, I think, God, I'm just happy for this week. Like, it's the holidays mm-hmm. are coming up, and um, I think this is, like, the perfect time to, like, retrospectively look at the year, and I think mm-hmm. this year was really tough for people, too. Like, it, uh, yeah. 2023 fucking sucked okay we're all gonna say it and then we're gonna move on yeah Um, but I think I've found myself like this week thinking about like all the things that I've accomplished and all the the spots that I've been in or all the lessons that I've learned and push that forward um I know we're I know we're not in the new year yet but we're getting there and it's Mm -hmm. like I think this is the perfect time to start like retrospectively look at that so yeah I just think happy to like be in the spot that I'm in like shit gets tough but like you remind yourself like I have a house I have a cat I have a family, I have friends, like, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's the, I went so many different spots with that, but no, yeah, I like saying. it. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I think it's good. I think it's a good time to be, not to be corny, but also truthful. It's a good time to be grateful. You know, I think, especially in the United States, we are very lucky to be where we are. Obviously we still have our own problems, but you know, uh, just, you know, it's important to care for each other and to appreciate like what we have and where we are. So thank you guys all for listening. And thank you, Mackenzie, for coming on the show. Always a great time talking to you. So. Oh my God. Thank you for having me back. That was so fun. Oh my, oh my God. Of course. <laughs> well, that's all I got for you guys, but it was great talking to you all and talking to you, Mackenzie. So all right. Bye guys. Bye y'all.